Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast where Rupert and I talk about our favorite and most passionate topics, organizations. Unpacking Organizations, the Practitioner's Podcast. Sponsored by OrgView. See tomorrow's business today. So, Rupert, today I want to ask you a question, which is like when the first time we had met, I always like I had uh, I have deep expertise in org design as a practitioner. And I always know that one on one is to separate between position and people. Right. Like that is the most important thing when we do org design. But then you came up with an idea about a thought around um, the difference between roles and positions. And that was a really aha moment for me. And I would love to discuss that today, that from where, like, how do you think about the roles versus the positions? And why is it so important to think about that? Hi, everyone. So if you think about a role, um, you're thinking about like a generic job title. So it could be a sales rep. It could be an HR business partner. It could be an engineer in R&D. And when you describe a role, you describe the kind of competencies to be effective in that role. You have a role title and it's part of a, a family. And when you think of positions, you specify. So I might have a sales rep for the Northeast in um, financial services. And so a position is specified. And the number of positions vary. So I can have a role sales rep, but over time, I change the number of positions I need for that given role. And what it enables you to do is enables you to start to think about what are the roles you need. So if you look at the number of job titles in an organization and the number of people, and you do that ratio, it's very common to have a ratio of one to two. So let's say you've got 10,000 people, you might have 5,000 job titles, but you don't have 5,000 roles. And so it makes it really difficult to manage the, um, the organization if every position is like a unique thing, which it's not. So it's helpful to, to, to break those two things apart. It also makes it a lot more efficient when you're doing right sizing. because You say, how many of these roles do we need? And the number of roles needed is the number of positions. That's the same. So there's a one-to-many relationship between roles and positions. Um, what it then enables, it makes it much easier to do things like uh, career path road mapping. You say, what roles could I go to next? Now, I might change position. Like I might go from being the sales rep of, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast. But I'm not, nothing's really changing. My role's not changing. It's just the specification of what I'm doing is changing. I am going from East Coast to West Coast but the responsibilities, the competencies, et cetera, is is the same. I love that. I love that, Rupert, because I think it's a very important aspect of, as you you rightly said, um, right-sizing the organization, but a very important aspect of building the foundation itself. Because if we have multiple roles, um, or to your point, if we have such unique number of roles, then evaluating them and ensuring that they fall, they all fall in the right pay grade itself becomes a challenge. And what I have seen in uh, my experience is that if we don't have that going, then same 
same kind of roles fall into different pay grades. And that starts to create a challenge in the organization. And then, you know, if, if you are moving from, say, sales reps to your example from North America, uh, from Northeast to Southwest, because of that change, like because there is no parity, there could be that there is a change in the pay scale or the job level. And that is a real challenge uh, because we don't understand the difference between the role and a position. Um, is that, is, yeah. am I thinking about it correctly? That, that's a great use case. So, uh, you know, I think the use case of pay, so when you're trying to do um, comparison of pay, you want to compare pay for the same role. Now, you may have a, an overlay of geography. So, so, for instance, if you're in the same role, um, but you're in a different country, the, the market might mm-hmm. be different. So if, if, you're, if you're in North America or South Africa for the same role, there might be significant sure. differences in pay. So there's, but, but within the same geography, for the same role, the pay should be the same. Right. Um, but not, and, and therefore for the same, for different positions in the same role, it's the same. And, and, and so this is, this is really, it's a, I call it the anchor. It's the anchor of really the, the data. The role is that anchor. And, but it also makes the process of doing org design more efficient in workforce planning. Because if I'm adding nodes, like positions, I can just say, well, it's this role, it's this role, it's this role. So if they're all the same role, right. and then I can color by that. And then I'm saying, well, I've got, 20 of that role X, which is 20 positions, and this is where they sit. Um, and so I'm only entering the data yes. once about the role, and then that, all that data cascades down through all of those positions. And so, you know, what I say in my book is you design the role and you specify the position. So you design ah. like, what is the outcomes the role is trying to achieve? What is the work? What is the accountability of the role? What are the competencies of the role? And because you have far fewer roles, you know, if you have an organization, even if you have an organization of a few hundred thousand people, you have at most like a thousand roles, right? As if, mm. as you have, so it, it just makes the whole data management process easier. Um, so you design the roles and then you say, well, this is the number and this is this, this by specifying, you're specifying there might be a role title, i.e., sales rep northeast uh hr business partner for supply chain um so you're specifying what makes that position unique in terms of its scope and content as opposed to the work it does and how it functions i think that in absence of the delineation between role and position what we then start doing is that as we do strategic workforce planning or any kind of workforce planning, we start taking the proxy of our pay grades. And it does not allow us to have those kind of nuances that, yes, we need these many roles for that particular pay grade. You just say that, okay, I need this, like, you know, pay grade A, and then I need expositions for pay grade B. Um, so I think adding the nuance between a role and a position helps us do those planning work way better, helps us identify the requirement of the organization way better and do budgetary planning much more better. So I just wanted to call that out because that's what started to come into my mind as you were talking. 
you know, thank you for that. And actually with strategic workforce planning, and when you're doing more multi-year planning, then what, what you do is you take the roles right. and you actually, you actually cluster them. So you combine roles mm. that are broadly the same. So what we do in the role grid is you have a role family. So HR is a role family. And then you have the levels, um, say like Elliot Jacques, you might have, you know, level one, level two, level three, so the requisite level. And then each point in that is a role. So HR business partner, senior HR business partner. Um, and then what you can do is by clustering, you say which of these roles are broadly the same. It's just a difference in seniority. So when you, you, you group them together, because when you do strategic workforce planning, let's say you've got a thousand roles and a hundred thousand people. Um, you want to get it down to maybe a hundred, 200 role clusters, but because you, you, you just get overwhelmed by the complexity of the number of different roles. So what, what you're really doing as you go further into the future and your time horizons longer, you simplify the data. And the more you go into the nuance of today, then you, make the data more complicated. So you talk about positions and then people in positions. And, and this is again, you know, 101 is breaking, as you said, people in positions apart because people fulfill positions and one person can fulfill multiple positions. But then you have roles as a, as a level of constructing and controlling that. Um, and then you can start saying for each role, well, what drives how many of these roles we need? Certain roles are fixed. So you only need one CFO or CEO. Certain roles um, are variable. So they might be driven by, so if it's, um, say, in sales, it might be driven by the number of sales territories and sales volume and productivity. Um, some are based on ratios. So the number of QA engineers you need is related to the number of development engineers. And so that's a ratio of say one to four. And, and so that's where the right sizing and you do that at the role level to then calculate the number of positions. Um, so it, 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 to your point, it, it enables budgeting it enables planning. It's a foundation. If you don't have this, you're really in trouble, which probably explains why so many, so many people are in trouble. Absolutely. And I think I want to call out one more thing is that when we have this role and position uh, separated out, then we start doing the career planning and succession planning based on the roles, not based on the positions. And that also gives a very different kind of a discipline and clarity around what is important. Um, in the organization, because then we are always thinking about positions and what skills are needed for that position. And we overwhelm ourselves because to your point, the if we understand the role, those thinking like job descriptions, most of them and the skills and competencies are actually at the role level and does not have to be at each position level differently. 100%. Spot on. Great. Well, everyone, hopefully that was useful. And um, oh, we two takeaways. So what's your one takeaway? And I'll think of one as well. While I, uh... <laughs> so I think my one takeaway is exactly this, that as practitioners, we always think about the differentiation between 
position and people. But if we really have to set up a strong foundation of the organizations for a long term and build that capability, we need to think about the difference between roles and positions and build our workforce planning, build our org design philosophies based on this. And I think that exactly is my takeaway. My, my takeaway is the amount of value you can get from role data. It unlocks mm. your ability to do career path planning, pay comparison, pay benchmarking. And enables you to do at scale uh, strategic workforce planning. It enables you to do succession planning because you can say which person has the skills for different roles. Um, it simplifies the amount of data, so therefore makes it practical and, and, and doable. So um, I'm a big preacher of uh, having a role grid and role data and try to thanks for, for raising this one. Thank you, Rupert. It's always a pleasure. Until next time. <laughs>